Hey everyone, you've reached the Full Contact Cannabis Podcast. You were you were telling me you weren't sure if we if you were uh, wanted to do a podcast. There's so much going on, and I said, look, if there's anything you want to talk about or anything we should discuss or could discuss at this point in the game, and you want to do it, just let me know. And so here we are. So. I, I've talked about the global uh, reach of this and how it's affected the world and how all the industries, it's amazing. It started out with the travel industry, but now it will be every industry affected. So tell us what you think. Well, it's going to profoundly affect the cannabis business, especially the CBD business. And one of the reasons why is when you heard that big flushing sound and a trillions of dollars of money evaporated in the market, there was also capital that was going to go into the business. And so what an already stressed business now is going to be even more stressed because what liquidity was there is no longer there. So companies that maybe would have had a burn rate that would have been able to survive on the other end of this probably aren't. And then this, our products, um, you know, they sell in stores. And right now there's a huge amount of pressure on brick and mortar stores just because people aren't getting out. Our, our sales um, online have kind of ticked up. Our sale, sales at stores have flattened out. And then there's also the thing is, and this is probably going to be where the most effect is is if you came online and you you did all the right things and you were getting ready to do a product launch, there probably isn't wor- a worse time that you could try to launch a new product or service because everybody's preoccupied. The only thing I can do an analogy is if you'd had a killer movie or a record that you were going to release on 9-11, it didn't count. It's like it never existed. Right. So, so I mean, you, all right, here, you're a perfect example. You do marketing. You're a really good marketing person, Billy Hell. What do you do when well, everybody's singularly thinking about something else? So I'm unique in that I talk to people online and um, while everybody is sequestered at their house and uh, social distancing and all that, uh, I am able to offer solutions and entertainment for people from, you know, the computer, because that's where a lot of people are going for their information and they're just going to be there. And so that has allowed me to do certain things that currently are being successful. Um, and then that's immediately why I thought, man, I need to talk to Jarbo, because if everybody's sitting at home, they are going to be looking for something to do. And a podcast is definitely one of the, I don't know what it would be on the list of uh, things people will want to do, but it is on the list of, of things you can take part in successfully during this time. Well, so here the reason we I'm at, yeah. The reason I'm asking you this is in this environment, how effective does a, a message uh, punch through how much, I mean, I understand the need for entertainment, but if you're out trying to break a new product, what do you do? Well, 
Actually, I was in a discussion about this with Brad two days ago. Brad and I uh, have done some marketing together and we were. What the heck was that? Anyway, um, we were discussing how moments in time like this actually allow people to open up their horizon on things that they might be interested in. So where uh, Brad was saying that he's got he has all the podcasts at the at that time that he would want to listen to. But now he's actually looking for new ones to look at. And so what I would say, Jarvo, from a marketing perspective for this industry, my question would be, can I order online? Are you shipping? And uh, what can you say to me to make me feel good about opening the box and using, you know, the tincture or whatever? Because I can tell you, my wife is fully uh, like locked into using tinctures on a daily basis, the maximum amount. It's really helping her sleep. And um, we're running out. In fact, we are out. And so that will be the next question is how are we going to order what we need from the CBD distributor company, small store, you. But are you going to order for somebody new or are you going to order from somebody you already know? I think people, if there was an opportunity to get in front of people that are looking for something, this is a time to do that because they're spending more time in front of the computer. Now we're going to order from you because we know and trust your product, but think of all the people who don't know or trust someone. And, and that's my point in this environment where people are preoccupied, how does it punch through? Because well, like current, I said, yeah. Because that's the thing about it. When you're marketing somebody, especially if you're doing a new product, how does it make, because basically you're going to have to dislodge somebody else. Well, maybe that's, but maybe they haven't fully uh, uh, found a brand that they identify or feel like they're a part of yet. But that's what I'm saying is if you're a pre-existing cannabis product user, there's probably a pretty good chance that you've got a list. And that's what I'm talking about right now right. where people are preoccupied. All right. That's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I've come to you, uh, Billy hell. And I say, look, I've got a product. It's a tincture It's I know there's 25 other products on, on the market. How do I differentiate myself when everybody's preoccupied? Well, currently in this environment, first of all, uh, as a marketing person, I'd be very careful about how I'm talking to people out there because we're in a delicate state. I mean, everybody is grasping for control. Uh, to, and like I have a friend who just texted me a picture of him flying a sailplane in California. And but I know people that are literally out buying ammunition. So that is the full range of reactions. So the question is, is anyone receptive today? And maybe they are and maybe they aren't. But I know people are making purchases, me included, to make them feel like they're in control of some something in the situation. And so the very first thing I think you have to do, whether you have established customers or if you're looking for new ones, is you need to say, I'm open. I'm shipping. A lot of a lot of people may have their product at their house and then you want to make them feel good about getting the shipment, that it's safe and it's you're wearing gloves and face masks and it's and it's totally kosher. Is that answering your question? Well, kind of. But OK, let's say I've got X amount of marketing dollars for the next three or to four months. 
Yeah. Do I front end it? Do I back end it? Uh, I mean, because that's the thing about a bunch of the people out there, especially in the cannabis business. Here I am, even if I have a I'm doing brand reinforcement at this point in time. Do I keep my powder dry or is this is the prime opportunity to go and say, OK, no, nope, my competitors may not be doing it. I'm going to go spend a bunch of money. I wouldn't spend all my money, but if I were ready to ship and let's say I'm sitting in a room and I have uh, 400 bottles of tincture and all the other things that I sell and they're there, you have boxes and they're ready to go out and you can have that picked up at your house for delivery, then I would certainly uh, probably start on Facebook and, and get a Facebook ad uh, ready that not only highlights her product, but also says uh, safe delivery, uh, no touch delivery. And I would jump on that now while people care about it at this very moment. All right. Well, pretty well, everybody can guarantee safe delivery if you do through the U.S. mail. Well, but I'm talking about no touch. Like they want to make sure that you're wearing yeah, gloves. But, right. All right. I know that sounds cool and everything, but um, you're going to tell me, well, all right. So, yes. So you say that you use gloves. Now what? Well, the first thing you have to do is get in front of them and they're definitely sitting at the house. And if they're not sitting at the house at this very moment, they will be sitting at the house pretty soon. And so you want to get those tailor-made uh, Facebook ads and let's say that you only sell to a certain county or you only sell to a certain state. You can really narrow down who you want to see that ad and you want to get that message. Yeah, we're shipping. Yes, it's available. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't say spend all your money on it, but I would certainly be out there right now if, if that was my situation, if I were uh, Tennessee homegrown. Well, how important is culture right now? Because this is the thing about it is does because, all right, this is your new customer, Bill Hill. Where does the narrative come in? And and like I said, how do you craft that? I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's one thing. Anybody can do their Facebook stuff and anybody can advertise. I mean, the thing about it, there's vehicles all, all over there. But what you need, or let's put it this way. Let's approach this differently. What are the pitfalls that you would avoid right now in marketing? Well, the thing that we don't have is any stability or knowledge or expectation. There's no way to know where we're at at all. And you certainly don't want to take advantage of a situation, but you, I, I would think of it as offering a service in the middle of a storm. And if people need something, you want to be the person that they know they can get it from and feel good about it. And that is the message. So, I mean, like I would ask you, um, are, is Tennessee homegrown doing any advertising or getting out there to let people know that they, they don't have to go out to get your product, that you can get their, your product to them? Well, not really. The fact is that they always could. And that's the thing about it. We're an established company who's been in business for three three years, which in the hemp business is an eternity. So we have that. So like I said, right now, we're feeling really good because we're a stable, established company. But what I'm talking about is those people who, because let's face it, 
a bunch of the people who got into the cannabis business never really thought they were going to have to market. They never thought about the narrative. They never thought about the vehicles. And most of them never thought about budgeting for market. And so that's the thing about it. To a lot of the people that are coming out there and trying to market this, you know, do I go to an advertising agency? Right. You know, and if I do, and that's the thing about it is you can go to an ad agency and as you well know, being art director directing on bigger budget commercials, you can drop a lot of money. And I think right now, one of the things people are wondering is, is, is it, is it just better for me to wait two weeks when this all starts leveling out? And, and if I do decide that I want to, to kind of go in here on this, how do I go about doing it? I mean, does someone just call up somebody like you, Billy Hell, and say, help? Uh, you could. You certainly want to know who you're dealing with before you start throwing money at somebody. Um, it, at this point in the game of coronavirus, I would not be actively seeking a marketing person. Although, well, I say that, but I'm sure they, just like anyone else, could use the work. Um, what I would make sure, let me say this, I would make sure that you have your bases covered. And that and that involves uh, the, on the about page we need to really know who you are. We need to know uh, what your feelings are about why you're doing this and what kind of product you're making and and why your product is something I want to uh, not. It's not just the buy. They're ingesting your product and they're ingesting it to make something happen, like to sleep better or whatever other function uh, that they're expecting. And so they need to. I, they need a good price, but they also need to be able to trust you. And these are things you can do yourself. You can make sure well, that you're hammering that home. Yeah, the, now, I, this is where I'm going to call rank on you. You've been doing this for how long? Oh, 20, 30 about, years? No, about 20, 15 years. Okay. You just assumed that people could go in there and, and have even an idea about what a, a narrative is. Right. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't tell you how many people when I talk to them uh, and these are people who are already into the business about, OK, do you ever Facebook? Do you work it? Do you do posts? Do you do any of this? And they really, really don't know. And I think part of it, uh, you know, is kind of wondering what we were going to talk about. How does one and to go about even integrating a professional marketing person? Because if you're out there in the field and you're growing it and you're doing all the other things, you don't have time. And also you may not have the, the right. ability. There are so many things to think about from a product standpoint and the very uh, the base concept of colors what colors are my products going to be and and you know i've seen a lot of everything from uh from a tie-dye to anything else but really you need to differentiate yourself and the first way you're going to do that is color and then you need to get the logo but you, we need to make sure i'm just i'm spitballing here jarbo you need to make no, sure what logo. i'm saying is yeah. what my question is yeah where do i find that person right Well, I got to tell you, I, I'll be straight up. Um, while I've been in marketing in various fields, you know, marketing in this field is brand new to me. 
And so I don't know if I have the great answer for you. You certainly want to work with somebody. It's just like buying your uh, CBD. You want to work with somebody you trust and uh, you want to get in there and feel good about it. And so what I can offer Jarbo is things that you might need to be thinking about, but have no idea that you were supposed to be thinking about this stuff. And then, then it's time to talk to the marketing person. Well, that's what I'm saying is, and, and I think this is what the problem, problem, problem. We're, we've put our finger on one of the things that's right now kind of at an impasse for a lot of people. It's okay. I, I busted my butt. I got my product. I went out there and I've, I found the labels and the bottles that I want, but I don't have a clue about how to sell this. And I think that's the part of it is, is it that the industry needs specialized marketing people for cannabis? Or is it the fact that the traditional ad agencies, creative things have to catch up with cannabis? Because right now, it, it, whether it is high THC or high CBD, um, perfect example, I work with a company out in Washington. They don't even have a website. They have been a working cannabis company for three years. My thought on that, and I have thought about it, um, is either they're simply going to be reselling their product to people who can market, or they have to get with the program. And and uh, since we haven't named names, I'll say they're not going to get with the program. And I think that they're going to relegate themselves to simply being a reseller to people who can sell it four times what they sell because they can market and do all those things. And all those things include daily Instagram posts, fa Facebook posts, a great website. Um, I would go so far as to say YouTube videos and your question is, why do I need all that stuff? And the answer is you need people to feel like they're a part of your farm, of your process and of your products. And when they start to feel like they know the old hip farmer and they know where it's grown, then they believe in the product that they're buying, ingesting and trusting. And to do all that, you have to know how to tell the story. And I agree totally. And see, the, but this is the thing about it. For a bunch of the people that are doing this and have been doing it, if they had some modest success not doing any marketing or any of that, then it was just like, okay, you know, I can find this and I'm going to be okay. But even now, when you're like you're just talking about selling to a reseller, I talked to a farm of standing out in the middle of a hot field and here they'd grown several thousand pounds, a really good looking high CBD. And I said, you know, Mike, how are you going to sell this? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, how are you going to sell this? He said, well, I just thought that uh, right. we right. do really great product and the word we get around. And then it didn't dawn on him, you know, I says, well, we're, you know, we're not going to have finished products. And I said, it doesn't matter whether you're going to have finished product or not. Let's say I've got a processor who's looking for material. I've got that day, six farmers who came in, looked at the material all within a little bit. They're all basically the same. Why is it that you're going to choose your farm over another farm? 
And that's one of the things about it. And, and here we are into it. And now, especially now that it's extremely competitive, these folks are having now to, to basically dial in something they, one thing, aren't good at. And the second thing that they've never even, you know, much less budgeted for. So, I and mean. Then, well, now they're in a place where people may not be able or be uh, willing to get in a car and drive somewhere and purchase these products. And the only way they'll find the products is online. So if so, you haven't. Yeah. So the question is, and that's what I'm saying is how do for the vast majority of the people that are in there either growing or processing or even have finished products, how does, how do, how do we go about indoctrinating these people and, and basically raising their consciousness, the fact that if they want to have a, a mature business, then this is the last hurdle they have to go over. Hmm. It's a, it's a great question. And I think it's what will weed out successful companies from, from companies who will wither and die. And uh, I think that whether you feel like you're knowledgeable or not, you'll know that your labels don't look good or that you're not having the presence online that you think you should. And so there's, uh, can a I ask a question? Yeah. Why? Why do you think they would know? Well, the people I've talked to seem to out there in this uh, in this little market seem to know that there's a problem. And I'll tell you what, the real hurdle isn't the uh, notification of the problem. The real hurdle is for them to spend money to fix their problem because uh, they can know that there's an issue. They can know something needs to be done about it. And uh, when uh, a number is thrown out, uh, getting them to actually uh, write a check to put somebody to work is even trickier than all of the above. So the question is, how much is it worth to you to uh, move your company to the next level? Well, but that's what I'm saying is how much of that is educating these people on the cost effectiveness of it? Because, and this is, and you know, this, when we were doing making films, that people who did not understand the process did not know why you, why the art department needed 30 grand. Right. Right. And, and that's what I'm saying is because they don't understand it. And maybe I guess what I'm handing around with is how, how do I, and more importantly, people like you be able to educate these people and make them have this consciousness that presently they don't have. Man, I, I don't know that I have a great answer. You know, you reach out, you be our me or, or let's say Big Howdy, uh, being a marketing company, reaches out to a company and says, look, we see things that you could do. And uh, cr they create a call to sheet that says, uh, we need to work on the colors. We need to work on the logo. We need to do this. And so, I mean, it's an individual process. I don't know if there's a way short of a seminar or which of course we're not having those anymore. It'd have to be a online seminar and uh, where you took questions and gave answers and provided solutions. It's a great question. It's how does any industry decide they need a marketing team? You know? Well, this is the thing about it is 
most traditional industries understand that once they get a product, they have to go into the marketplace. And, and there's a pretty good chance, unless it's something really obscure, they've watched television and seen a commercial for it. They've seen a radio ad for it. They've seen it in the newspaper. So that's what I'm saying is, and maybe, Billy Hell, I'm trying to maybe kind of talk you into something that maybe might be something new, but what the industry needs is a liaison, a marketing liaison. That's interesting. Go, I mean, I'm sorry, go sits ahead. Sit down with him. It's like you said, the colors. Well, okay. Now you understand that because you're an art director. You understand that, uh, that, under, that importance of a palette. You understand, uh, I mean, silly things like a font. Right. I mean, your, your I, own I, I sit in and uh, when I was doing a commercial, fairly big budget, and we're in an online session that's costing about $1,000 an hour. And I watched a head of an ad agency spend two and a half hours basically going back and forth on three different fonts. Fonts really tell uh, can kind of lay down the vibe of your company, you know? I know, but that's what I'm saying is. Right. But they got, they got in there and – you could see, and the reason why was, was the insecurity. And this is what I think happens with a lot of the people in the cannabis business. I don't understand this industry. I don't really want it. You're telling me I need it. And, and so right off the get-go, there's this sort of, um, yeah, it's, it's like a suspicion. You know, uh, I don't know if I should be doing this, but everybody tells me I need to. Right. And I think, it, go ahead. You feel like you're going to drop 30K or you got to drop 10K or something like that. And so, what I would say, let's, you're just out there listening to this podcast and you're going to shows and you're not a big, large scale company. I would say pick one thing. Uh, and what you want to do, and what I do a lot, uh, I don't know, for my whole career, I look around at people that are super successful. And are people that are companies that I think this is the kind of company I would like to one day run or own or make my company into. And then look at what they're doing. Look at, and I went out uh, last month and bought a magazine just to look at hemp fonts are not fonts, hemp uh, logos. Because my, my question is, I know what hemp logos have looked like. What are hemp logos and hemp uh, companies? What are they merging into? Are they merging out of the pot leaf and into more of an organic feel? And so these are, are maybe above the pay grade or the creativity grade. But look at the guys that you want to be and the companies you want to compete with and see what they're doing. Then ask yourself, am I doing this? And then pick one thing. You don't have to eat the whole cookie. Pick one thing. Am I on Instagram? Do I have followers? If the answer is no, then focus on that one thing. And if you can't do it, then the next step is to find someone who can. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Well, you didn't volunteer to do this, but I'm getting ready to volunteer you. This is the thing about it. all the people that are talking to me. You have an opportunity. Billy Hell here is a person who's done multi-level cross-platform marketing. And you don't actually have to hire him as the person to come in and maybe do all your marketing. But maybe it might be a good idea to rent him for an hour to find out what you don't know. 
Because right now, a lot of the cannabis people, they don't even know what they don't know. Right. I mean, right. and so the thing about it is, and, I, and this is what I'm saying is, there has to be an entry point for people to be able to go, to do to sit down with someone and have them basically add add for for you know for dummies you know because i was i had to teach myself the rudiments of going on facebook and being able to know what the the links and pictures and the things to be able to get to where you can get followers and and get engagements but i i had to stumble a lot and and i was lucky enough to stumble when the the consequences of me making a bad step weren't that weighted. But right now, since the industry is more established, the cost to get in and participate is so much more weighted. I think there's a lot of people that instead of doing something, just going in and trying it, they don't do anything. And so I'd like to encourage the people that hear it, listen to this. Get a hold of Billy Hell. Um, he's got a very reasonable little rate. Sit down, and it's going to be some of the best money you ever spent. Because before you go out and do these things, you should have at least a rudimentary idea of, of the process. And also, the end game. I mean, it's like I said, it's like there's two things in marketing. One is brand awareness, which means, okay, I just want to get my name in front of somebody. And the second thing is brand reinforcement. Now that I got your attention, how can I keep it? And those things, if you don't have somebody who has a, an idea of what that's about, it's an extremely daunting process. It is. And, li and like I say, start out a little bit at a time. Also, I'm happy to definitely uh, give some insight, but I happen to know some other great people that uh, I've worked with over the years. And so there are other resources I can suggest and, uh, and help you with as well. People that have branded for companies like Nike and uh, Budweiser and people that have worked with big labels here in town as marketing people. Uh, uh, some people are very good just with Instagram. Some people are good with big idea uh, concepts on how to take your company all the way uh, from zero to 100. So yeah, it's out there. It's something you need to be aware of. And we are at a time where you need to take it really seriously. Right now is probably one of the most challenging times for a cannabis business, but for all businesses, because right now, yeah, getting your message, your brand, it's like I said, if you had a movie that you wanted to debut the day after 9-11, it, it didn't matter how great the movie was. You know, it didn't matter how great that soundtrack was. So then, so, but this is, this is one of the things that one has to realize is that you have to have a presence regardless of the environment and having a, a, a professional that can make your message concise because it doesn't have to be long winded, but it does have to be able to cut through because that's what you're trying to do is to cut through the emotion.
of the moment. And find the heart of your company and tell your story. And if you're lucky, you have a great story. And, uh, you know, and some you people, then, then yeah. you need someone to help you get a great story. Work on your story. I mean, we're all in this for a reason. Um, and everyone I've met in this industry are, are cool and uh, weird. And when I show up with dual braids, you know, and a big cowboy hat, I'm like, I fit right in with all these unique individuals. And so uh, you need to make your, you need to take it and put a light on what makes you unique and uh, then make that a part of your product. And uh, I would say if I leave you with one thing today, it would be like, find one thing that you need to work on with your company and really look at that and figure out how you need to move forward. And if I can leave something with people is to realize that the present situation is full of flux. It's very dynamic and it's not the new normal. It's right now. And so one has to do a couple different things. One is to try to understand how you can just get through this, but how, when you get on the other end of this, this, the virus or situation is how can I be ready to when the smoke clears to be locked and ready to be able to take advantage of that environment. And people need to start thinking about this. And I know it's really hard in the canvas business, but right now you have to have a long game and your life depends on it. Your company's life depends on it. And it's fun. There's nothing better than creating. My favorite part about uh, all business is creating. And uh, maybe it's your least favorite, but trust me, it's it's fun in the end, especially when everything looks good and comes out right and represents you in the right way. And, and like, I said, like I said, I know for a lot of you out there that the marketing, it seems daunting. But I think if you look at it more as a solution instead of a problem, and think about all the benefits you can get out of it. And, and this is the thing about it is, whether you consider it a necessary evil or not, if you want to be able to sustain yourself in the cannabis business or any business, you're going to have to embrace marketing in, in the 21st century, which means not only going on the internet, but it also means dabble a little bit in print. It's kind of time to maybe dabble a little bit in television, but it, it's a thing. Like I said, it's now more important than ever. And like I said, locking in with somebody who may not be able to give you all the right answers, but it's going to be able to give you all the right questions to ask when you do get with a marketing professional. And the beauty of today is that you can really, in the old days, 20 years ago, you shotgun your message out. But today oh, you can directly, you can create an ad that is seen only by uh, an age group between this and this. And uh, they live in a certain area and they've gone to these pages on Facebook. And that is that alone is an amazing feat. And then I want to say one more thing. You might ask yourself, well, what are we talking about here, really? So um, I have a friend, Brad, who runs Big Howdy, 
And he ran a quote with a company here in town that needed some image consultation. And this is kind of what I'm pulling from on some of the things I'm saying. They needed a tune up on, they needed all their labels to look the same and all their brands to feel the same. So when you're in a store, you would see this label and know this is from this one company. And then that would lead to website integration. You would want then photos of all your products on the website to reflect that. And then your website uh, images or your website colors need to also reflect the colors that are now in the packaging. So we start out with something that simple and that takes an art director and someone who has done this a thousand times. And so the cost that was set out um, and I was curious to see how this would be priced out and it was priced out at $3,000 for everything um, that I've just mentioned. And maybe that sounds high to some people and maybe that sounds low, but to me that sounded about 2000 under, uh, I, it sounded like a $5,000 job to me. So I'm just throwing that out to say, Hey, that's a real number that happened a month ago. Can I, can I talk about that for a moment? Sure. All right. The, one of the things that's always surprised me in this business is I talk to people who plan on having a business where it's literally hundreds of thousands or the capability of spending millions. And if you were to look at any other business that you knew that you were going to be trying to do that much revenue, you would have been budgeting anywhere from 10 to 15% of your budget for marketing. And that's, that's, you know, one of the things I think people got to realize if you're wanting to do revenue streams, that are quite large, then get used to spending a percentage of your company on marketing. And that should kind of be baked into the cake. I'm sitting down here and I'm doing, and and you do, you talk to people who have no qualms about spending $3 million on equipment, infrastructure, and and people, but don't have anything budgeted for marketing. How realistic is that? And I always say uh, it should never be a cost. Marketing is certainly a cost up front, but it should result in sales that should exceed what it costs to to initially create all that. So that's what you're doing is you're creating, you're putting money in that's going to create more money coming back. You know, one can have, have the best restaurant in the world, but if nobody knows about your menu, or how to get there, or how to book a reservation, it doesn't matter. And, and that's part of what we're talking about, is if you're going to go to the trouble to get a bunch of equipment and grow a really great crop and process it into wonderful products, then, you know, you should, like I said, and it should be part of the building. It should be just like the building. You know, this is my overhead and this is what I'm doing because the thing, the thing that you have to realize is that, okay, I have my business. There's not that there's going to be anything as dire as a pandemic, but there's always going to be something there as a diversion to be able to keep, you know, someone thinking about other than about your product. I mean, People that the one joyful thing about smartphones are is you can ex- access any source of entertainment, pictures, twenty four seven. So it's not only that you, when you come in with your product that you're competing against other cannabinoid companies, you're also competing against 
you know, home movies of your kid at soccer practices, tranquilized bears falling out of trees into a trampoline, cute wide angled pictures of dogs. And so in that world, how do you keep on P in people's minds and to where when they go in and they reach up towards a counter, the first name they think of is you. And in this day and age, it's all about uh, consistency and keeping that Instagram account updated and keeping those Facebook posts coming. And uh, I haven't seen very many people embrace YouTube in this industry. But if if I had my own farm, I'd be YouTubing every day about what I was doing and what I was growing and what we were shipping. And I would my goal would be to bring the customer into the process and feel like they're a part of it. And you can do that and you might need a little help, but you, if you're not doing it, you have to do it at some point. It's called feeding the beast. The one yes. joyful thing about the internet is, is like uh, Billy Hell just got done saying, if you're industrious, you can get on there and you can do a remarkable amount of, of internet marketing, fairly uh, economically feasible. But the thing about it is, once you go down that road, you have to make sure that you keep providing content. Because if you want, you want to lose a customer or somebody who's coming in to see your stuff, have a dead site. And Bill, you want to explain to them what a dead site is? Well, I mean, obviously, a dead site is a site that you made five years ago and haven't touched since. And it's so obvious almost to anyone who sees it. And the you may hear this, what we're saying and say, I don't have time for that. If you don't have time to do that, then you don't have time for this company that you're trying to uh, make successful because that is what it takes right now. And um, some people, I, you know, they, they feel like I'm not going to be a part of Instagram or Twitter or these other things. But unless you want to compete and want to make it past 2020, then these are things that you have to do. And I'm not kidding. So when I call a farm and say you have zero presence on the Web and they say, ah, we're good, you're not good. And uh, I respect your right to feel that way and email me back to say it's all right. We're good. But uh, I know, and I will stand up for my computer and muttering to myself, the failure that is in front of that company. So just saying. <laughs> Business is tough. It's real tough when you don't have a voice. Yeah. I mean, you might as well not exist. <laughs> you know, unless you want to sell to people that are successful. Oh, it's, getting real, it's, it's getting real over here, Charbo. Did we chew on them enough? Yeah, I think it's, and I, I've <laughs> got to go make a steak. Okay. All right, Billy Hell, thank you for once again for the hospitality. Hey, anyone that was at the beginning and worked through our live feed, I appreciate you staying, and I hopefully this was uh, something that helps you. Jarbo, thank you for working with me on this and doing our first live 49-minute podcast ever. And stay All safe right. out there. All right, everybody, okay. this has been the Full Contact Cannabis Podcast. And now we're going to go out with the music. Everybody be safe. Everybody tuck in. Everybody do it right. Right.